Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast. Football, 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 football. Been watching it for basically the last 48 hours. A lot of takes, a lot of thoughts, a lot going on. So if you listen on Collins' feed, make sure you subscribe to Three and Out Podcast. Middlecoff Mailbag comes out Tuesdays. Put another one out Sundays. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. That's how you get in the the mailbag. Just slide up in those DMs. Other than that, let's... uh, Let's talk some ball. Before we dive deep into everything National Football League, I want to tell you about my friends at NetSuite. 2000, 2008, I definitely lived through 2008, and I'm definitely living through 2022. When it comes to the economy, those are some scary years. Dot-com crash, the housing crash, and now the roller coaster that we're going through right now. One thing is certain, it's a dangerous time to not know your numbers. But over 31,000 businesses have the confidence and clarity they need because they rely on NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you visibility and control over your finances, inventory, HR, planning, and budgeting so you can manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve your margins, something we all need right now. So how do you prepare for uncertain times? The answer is NetSuite. That's why 93% of customers say they've improved their visibility and control when they upgraded to NetSuite. What are you waiting for? Get on it right now. Automate your business processes. And number one, save money. Right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash john right now. netsuite.com slash j-o-h-n, netsuite.com slash john. Let's dive into some football. Well, what a night. And, you know, there were parts of that Sunday night football that made me think, you know, I can understand this, you know, it's been a it's been a herky-jerky year for play calling, level of play, and just overall play. I mean, it, that was not the prettiest game. But let's start with the Ravens. And before we dive into Lamar Jackson and the kicker who was just a potent weapon, 
There was a moment with about a little over nine minutes left when John Harbaugh decided to kick the field goal. And Chris looks at Al, I mean Mike Tirico. It's still a little weird, no Al and Chris. You know, I, I came to love those that combination, and now it's Mike. And I'm a big Mike Tirico guy. Knew the rules right when that ball flew over the, uh, the upright. Still, still getting used to the combo, though. And John Harbaugh kicked the field goal to make it a six-point game. Remember last week in a tie game, he chose not to kick the field goal. Little different, not apples to apples. And Chris goes right away, well, you know, last week he did something, he got crushed. This week he could regret that. And I think to myself, have we jumped the shark? Have we lost our minds? How would you ever regret going up more than a field goal? Because when you go up six points, instead of going for it on fourth and whatever and potentially turning the ball over on downs and only being up three points, If they score a touchdown, you then have to score a touchdown to win because you're down four. When you go up six, even if they score a touchdown, you have to kick a field goal. And you have arguably, I don't know, the most potent field goal kicker. I'm not saying he's better than Vinatieri in terms of his career, but in terms of pure talent, if you had to have a guy kick a 60-plus yard field goal, you would pick Justin Tucker. In my lifetime, Justin Tucker would be my pick. One, he's got the strongest, most accurate leg. So it was the right call. Then obviously the Bengals go on a long drive. And what happens? The Ravens are blessed with this very potent combination. Lamar Jackson has been a polarizing topic all year long, right? How much money do they pay him? They offered him a lot of money. He turned down the money, which I think is a little crazy. But I never fault any human being for betting on themselves. I've done it before. Obviously not at that level. Most of you, if you're listening, if you've done it before... It can be very rewarding. And even when it doesn't work, you find out a lot about yourself. Now, I'd argue this is a little different. There's $150-plus million on the line. But Lamar is a very unique player, and you saw it on full display tonight. His accuracy was atrocious. I I hate it when they throw up, you know, 25% completion percent. You guys are just pulling numbers out of your ass. You don't know wide open the percentage. You either hit it or not. Like, the percentage is dictated after the throw happens. Now, Lamar was way off on both of the throws, especially the one the dude was wide open. But listen, that hat can happen. Like, Brady's missed guys. Now, Lamar, the knock on him years ago was accuracy. I would say so far this year, in the last couple years, he's been a pretty accurate quarterback. He has had a fantastic season. Tonight, he was off. But he has a different pitch. Like, some guys just got fastballs. Ash Yankee fans with Araldis Chapman, who somehow missed practice and is now not on the postseason roster. But when you're a pitcher, when you can dominate is when you have multiple pitches. And a lot of guys, the majority of quarterbacks, if they were playing like Lamar Jackson and just had their C or D game, they would be in trouble on that final drive because they're off, they don't have the confidence, and even if they're a great player, they might just have a bad night, they can't drive the field, and you lose. You know what Lamar says? Fuck this. I'm going to turn into a running back. Lamar Jackson is the greatest running quarterback. I'm 38 years old. Easily I've ever seen in my life. I was around Michael Vick when I was with the Eagles. He was a very potent running back. But it was a lot different. He did not know how to avoid hits, and he often got hit, and then he got injured. Steve Young, by the time I was kind of growing up into Steve Young in the early 90s, had really morphed into much more of a passing quarterback. If you watch Kyler Murray, who is an elite running quarterback, a lot of his runs are on the edges. They run sweeps. They get him out in space. And he's he's one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. Lamar Jackson can literally just go, I'm going to run it up the gut. 
And I'll just get seven yards, eight yards, four yards, six yards, and I'll just move the chains myself. And there's nothing you can do about it. But I'm running between the tackles, and unlike a running back, I'm not going to take a pounding because before both these guys tackle me, I'm going to hit the ground. He's able to run between the tackles and not take hits. Now, guys are still landing on him. I'm not saying he is going like zero, uh, zero impact, but he is not taking head-on collisions. His ability to just hit the ground, and he's not really a slider. He's kind of like a diver hit the ground guy. It's remarkable. And that last drive is exactly why he's one of the most unique players we've ever seen. Because he has been a fantastic thrower of the football this season. Off night, you're allowed to happen. Like Max Scherzer, Jacob deGrom, like they have off nice throwing. Tiger Woods in his prime still might shoot 74. And I'm not saying he is like, we'll see. I mean, I think Lamar Jackson's ceiling is sky high because what makes him so potent is when he is accurate, and he has been earlier in the season, he can throw three, four, five touchdowns. And at any single moment, on any single play, he can get by every single defender in the NFL. There is not a guy that he can not make miss whether it's between the tackles or outside the tackles. And then the combination when you are, and this is why you kick the field goal, when a field goal wins you the game and he just has to get you 30, 40 yards, he doesn't even have to throw it. He just runs the zone read, goes up, seven yards, eight yards, nine yards, six yards, boom, you're in field goal range. Justin Tucker comes in and you win the game. Like that combination, when you have to have it, of Lamar Jackson to just get into around the 60-yard mark of Justin Tucker is a pretty unique NFL combination right now. And that, to me, is like last last week when Harbaugh decided to go for it, it's like I would actually be much more conservative because at any moment, as long as the game's close, this guy can get you within field goal range. Now, going whatever to get a touchdown, that is difficult for Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dan Marino, John Elway. That's hard for everybody. But if I just have to gain... 30, 40 yards. If you told me I could have a kicker quarterback combination, you know, obviously when Butker is healthy, Mahomes and him probably number one, but I don't know how much farther I would put Lamar and Justin Tucker because of the faith I have in Tucker and just because of how dynamic Lamar is with his feet. Like that was, that was a clinic. Just getting them yards, getting them in field goal range, boom, kicking the field goal. And on the flip side, the Bengals have... Higgins got banged up, but Joe Burrow is, you know, a top 10 quarterback, one of the better players in the league. I I know he threw the pick to his former college teammate tonight, but I I think if you just had a draft from scratch, he wouldn't, especially factoring in age, Joe Burrow is going to go pretty high. Jamar Chase is a stud. Joe Mixon is also a stud. The Bengals have a lot of talent. And I think it's weird because they made the Super Bowl last year and they were leading in the Super Bowl. So they obviously had a very successful year. Yet most of us that talk about the league, that watch the league, most of you fans that watch a lot of football, I mean, we all see the television ratings, we're all watching a lot of football, would all tend to agree that I don't think their head coach is very good. And then they get into a situation late in the game on their second to last drive where they go for it in a Harbaugh situation, but on the third down, they run Philly special, right? Basically like a double reverse attempt to pass to Joe Burrow. And when that play originated, the Philly special, Philly Philly, whatever you actually want to call it, the play the Eagles ran against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, they were playing with a backup quarterback against Bill Belichick. They were big underdogs, rightfully so. Bill Belichick, all these Super Bowls against Nick Foles. 
They were the underdog. Do they have anything to lose? You know, you can argue you always have something to lose within the game. It's that game. But they had less on the line in terms of people did not think the Eagles were going to win that Super Bowl. It's easy to go now, of course. No, they, they, Nick Foles against Tom Brady. Give me a break. I think pretty sure Tom Brady threw for like 500 yards in that game too. But you run Philly special when Nick Foles is your quarterback. You don't run Philly special when you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and Joe Mixon. To me, that is an embarrassing play call that obviously got blown up. Marcus Peters destroys whoever got the ball last. I don't think it was Chase. I think it was someone else. But it's like, what are you doing? And then on fourth down, they run some pitch play to the tight end, trying to steal it from Andy Reid. Clearly, Lyle Collins, the dude they signed from Dallas, did, either didn't like the play call, wasn't on the same page. Him and Taylor not seeing eye to eye. Pretty embarrassing stretch. Then ultimately, they get another possession. They drive the field and have a chance to win the game because Joe Burrow makes some plays. But I think it's fair to say the Bengals have a lot of talent. And they have a core on offense with the skill guys, starting with the quarterback, that is excellent. I just can't take their coach that seriously. I'm not saying he's the village idiot. I'm not calling him Freddie Kitchens or Jim Tom Sula. But I think it's fair to say that we might look back and go, Zach Taylor won the AFC? Wait, Zach Taylor really beat Andy Reid on the road? Like, that is something that's going to age... Uh, very, it's going to be weird as time goes on because I don't think we're going to see Zach Taylor as some consistent powerhouse coach. I, I think that's fair to say. Now, they're still going to be competitive because, like I said, they have a core of very, very talented players. Tonight is a good example. The Ravens are trying to hand you that game and you just do dumb thing after dumb thing. You don't run Philly special in that situation. It made absolutely no sense and the result was even worse. Uh, so, you know, I guess big win for the Ravens who again, looks still a little off, but like I said, if Lamar is going to be off throwing the ball, the game should be closer. I also give a little less, or excuse me, a little more leeway in, in divisional games. They, they just should be close. These teams know each other pretty well. The coaching staff knows each other pretty well. Uh, so it, it doesn't bother me, you know, to see tightly contested games, but we can nitpick the individual decisions as we're doing the Zach Taylor play is still just, it's a head scratcher. Football season is underway. So now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up using the promo code Colin. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props. You can combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Get paid your winnings fast. So sign up today with promo code Colin for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply.
See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash Active cash. And speaking of, I guess not divisional games, but conference games, that when the season started, you would have said Steelers at the Bills be a pretty big game. And we, we talked about this on, uh, I think on Friday's show, it was well reported last week that it was the biggest point spread in the history of the franchise. 14 point underdog. And it turned out it could have been 25 points and it still wouldn't have mattered. I think the final score was 38-3. to The Bills destroyed the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely embarrassed them. I would imagine, I mean, it's got to be one of the worst losses of Mike Tomlin's career. And as we talked about last week with the, with the Steelers, they, they got very, they were spoiled in the Roethlisberger era. Now, when you're going to give up that many points, it's not all on the offense. It's not all on the young quarterback. I'm not even really here to talk about the Steelers. One thing is clear. When the Bills are on, their ceiling is probably the highest in the league. You know, Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes now. He is a superstar. Physically, he's as talented as any guy we've seen in the league in forever. I mean, 6'5", that arm, those legs. When he's on, when he's accurate, the deep ball, he is just, he's the total package. And then, like the Chiefs of the last several years when they had Tyreek and Hardiman, they had a lot of down-the-field speed. Well, the Bills, Gabriel Davis can really stretch the field. Stephon Diggs, one of the better win-win trades 
in NFL history has to be, I mean, it essentially is Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson. Now, at the time, they traded him before the draft. It was Diggs for pick 22. Ended up with Justin Jefferson. Both teams are doing cartwheels. And Diggs was damn good on the Vikings. He's way better now. Like, he, he's a flat-out superstar. He's a, he's a top-five wide receiver. Khalil Shakir, who they drafted from the Boise from Boise State, the slot guy, is a stud. Like, when that offense is on, they can score 35-plus on, any, on anyone. I still think when the Chiefs are super loaded, they're as good as anybody or super locked in. But their offense isn't going to be as explosive as the Bills just because when you lose Tyreek, they're just, they're just built a little bit differently. But the Bills' ceiling is, I think we all have to acknowledge, when they're on, they are, they're probably the best team in the league. And what happens this week? I'm recording this. I guess we'll have another podcast after the Monday night game. The Chiefs are going to be coming off a short week, but they are hosting the Bills, which that's box office. I mean, the two most, and probably Lamar, young box office quarterbacks, hard to beat. Josh Allen, Mahomes, doesn't get any better than that. Speaking of doesn't get any worse than that, Brandon Staley. And I've said for a long time, I didn't buy into the bullshit. He reminded me of such a politician. He spoke, like, listen, all coaches are different. If you watch Pete Carroll talk, if you watch Andy Reid talk, if you watch Belichick talk, if you watch Nick Saban, Lincoln Riley, every coach has a different, you know, tactic or the way... Just the way they speak, the cadence of their words, the way they, their their tone. Everyone, we're all different human beings. So you're allowed to not sound like the next guy. I, I, I'm fine with you being unique. But when I watch Brandon Staley talk, I watch a guy that just has just watched every single coach on YouTube and just tries to emulate what it's supposed to sound like. Yet when I'm watching the guy, I, I just think like, I is this... Is this an actor playing a coach? Is this I, I just not buying into the bullshit? It just it just feels very contrived, very fake. The whole thing feels fake. But one point in time, Vic Fangio, who I think is one of the better defensive coordinators the last several decades, hired him, really liked him. Brandon Staley went on to run the Rams defense. They were awesome. Then he gets this job. I thought last year was an atrocious disaster. Just an all-time tire fire right? The defense, how shitty they were, and then losing that last game. And then this season, today, I flip on the game. They're down 14 nothing like that. Now, the Browns have a lot of good players, but they all are rolling out their backup quarterback. And to before you even blink be down 14 nothing, that is a reflection of the head coach. You don't have the boys ready to go. And then, because they have an elite quarterback, I mean, a guy that is just a fantastic player, they are able to compete against anybody because he can make plays. And Eckler's playing really well too. But then, late in the game, up two points, at midfield, on fourth and two, not quite as bad as what he did against the Raiders, but the Raiders thing has already happened. So now, when he goes for it on fourth and two, under two minutes, on the road against fucking Jacoby Brissett, we're all thinking, what are you doing? He can't be serious. And then there was like a timeout or like play stopped. And whoever was calling the game was like, actually, he's not going to go for it. And then they come back. They're like, no, he's going for it. Keenan Allen, who's one of the better wide receivers of the past decade, who's injured right now, who I think's at home. He didn't tr- make the trip. I know he didn't play in the game. Tweeted, WTF are we doing? He literally, a guy on the team couldn't even hide it. Of course, the Chargers don't want him doing that. But Tom Telesco had to be thinking it. 
The only way that I can think that he keeps doing this is Dean Spanos, in whatever Excel spreadsheet he runs his life on, thinks that that is the right play call and keeps telling him, always go for it. Because other than that, if Cade York, who missed the field goal, I mean, I've never seen a guy make such a terrible call and then the Browns be right in position to win the game and the kid, I mean, slices the ball. It wasn't really even that close. I mean, it was just a it was a pretty eye-opening miss. He had missed the same thing in pregame warm-ups. They kept showing, and then he misses in the game, and I was pissed. I, I wanted the Chargers to lose. Not because of my disdain for Brandon Staley, because when you do something that moronic, that just universally accepted to be this is the dumbest decision we've ever seen. You don't deserve to win. And then there were clips of him in the locker room, kind of that went viral, of him like saying, I play to win. And you can see the team, like, this guy is a clown. I, I think Brandon Staley is just a, a created caricature who has no clue what he's doing. Nick Chubb's a really good player. They're slicing and dicing him. The Chargers defense is bad. Brandon Staley has nothing to do with the offense. I just can't believe the the dude missed the kick because the Chargers, and I'm, when I speak of the Chargers, like I like Derwin James. I like Cleo Mack. I love Justin Herbert. I like Austin Eckler. Like I like a lot of their players, but I just can't root for that guy to win because everything that he stands for, which I don't think he stands for anything. I just think he makes everything up as he goes, uh, except for going for it when it makes no sense to go for it and still somehow wins that game. I just... That one, man. I can't believe it. I really can't. But I, I feel more and more validated on my opinion on the guy. And then I, I think you got to give a shout out to two bald guys in the Big Apple. Now, I would say one guy had a more impressive win. The Jets are three and two. And listen, you, you never, when you're the New York Jets and you've been one of the worst teams in the league for a decade, three and two is a big deal. But the New York Giants, like the Jets have a lot of good players. I think the Jets roster is dramatically better than the Giants. Now, Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson honestly might be closer than you think in terms of talent. I'm not a big Zach Wilson guy. But the Jets beat a guy, Teddy Bridgewater gets, he actually, I don't think, got a concussion, but he went into the concussion protocol, passed all the tests, and the Dolphins, as we've been saying, are just making up the rules now. Clearly getting pressured, didn't want to put him back in the game, even though he cleared the protocols, didn't let him back in the game. They're playing an undrafted free agent. Solid took care of business, three and two, props him, the ball brother. But Brian Dayball, I woke up this morning, these these 6.30 kickoffs for us in the West Coast, like, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't take the England game that seriously. I usually don't watch that much of it. I usually watch like the fourth quarter. One, I just, I'm going to watch football basically from 10 a.m., Till 8.30 at night, like I'm not doing the England game or Europe game or UK game or wherever the hell it is. It's usually not even that good. And then I wake up and I see it's 17-3. I'm like, you know what? Brian Dable's done an incredible job. He's about to lose this game probably 30-10 to to Aaron Rodgers. No big deal. He just, he's still competing. Maybe he can get them to seven, eight wins. Incredible season. Then all, and I just, like most people, if you weren't locked into the game, like the Packers 17-3, then all of a sudden I look and it's 20-20. to I'm like, I should probably turn this thing on. Then it goes 27 to 20. I'm like, Brian Dayball and the New York Giants are going to win this game. Flip it on. Aaron Rodgers is driving him down the field. And somehow they get to the red zone and he gets two passes batted down on third and fourth. And Brian Dayball has an atrocious roster. I mean, Saquon Barkley's a really good player. Uh, Kayvon has only played now a couple games. So it's not like he's even been there the whole time. 
they do not have many good players. I mean, they got a they got a highly paid wide receiver who's pissed off, who wanted to get traded, and it's just like he it's none of it matters. None of it matters. Now you can say who have they really beat? Well, today they beat Aaron Rodgers across the pond when they were down big. Brian Dayball is doing an incredible job. And I said the major difference between him and all the other New England guys is him going to Buffalo, him learning on his own. This guy's got it. You know, this guy really does. I mean, you beat Aaron Rodgers? Beat Aaron Rodgers when he's up on you? What a win. What a win for the New York Giants. How about, in this division, has been made fun of over and over. And they've deserved it. They have been consistently terrible, right? The, the commanders sucked. The Giants have sucked. Uh, the Eagles, up until last year, had had a weird couple years. And right now, the Eagles are 5-0. and The Giants are 4-1. and And the Cowboys are 4-1. and they are doing a lot of winning in the NFC. So if it wasn't for the commanders, this division would be a complete powerhouse. Now, I still believe the Giants are going to come back to earth, but 4 and one's 4 and one man. Awesome job. And then I just wanted to say RIP. I don't know if by the time you wake up on Monday morning, it's official, but it's unofficially official. It's over for two guys. Matt Rule, who got paid seven years and $62 million. And I don't fault David Tepper for giving him that money. He was making $8 million at Baylor. It's not like he was making two and all of a sudden Depper came out and started paying him nine. He was making a ton of money. And in Texas, you don't have state income tax. So if I'm paying you eight, eight and a half million dollars, that is a ton of cash. And I've never been to Waco, Texas, but I can imagine that money goes a long, long way. So when David Tepper paid him, other people were interested in the guy. He wanted to make a splashy hire. The guy, I I wouldn't say a media creation because he had won at Temple and then he had won at Baylor, but he got a lot of media hype. Now, I had friends that, scouts that went into his program at Baylor and loved the guy. They thought he was impressive, that he carried himself like an NFL guy. Everyone I knew thought he was going to be successful in the pros. So honestly, I kind of did too. Now, I did go out on a limb, and I picked the Panthers to win the division. I, I miss on that one. I didn't want to pick Brady. I thought the divorce was going to derail him. It hasn't. But Tepper and this combination of, his, of Matt Rule has been an utter failure. He's now 11-27, and 27, and his biggest, I, I, I don't even say mistake, inability to find a quarterback. He went from Teddy Bridgewater to Sam Darnold to Baker Mayfield. And in a crazy way, Baker might be the worst of the three. Now, I know Baker immediately beat out Sam, and Sam might be bad too. Baker is getting worse by the week. He can't move. He's inaccurate. Uh, It feels because he can't move, he's a sitting duck. Now he's every other play, he's getting up limping. You know, this guy's undoing in the NFL is going to be the undoing of a lot of people in the history of the league. When you can't figure out the quarterback, and you're always kind of turning your wheels you get in a position where your offense just sucks. And they played a stat today against the Niners. He is now 1-26. 1-26 when the opponent scores 17 points. 17 points. So if his defense isn't lights out, or his quarterback does not turn the ball over, which, you know, listen, even Tom Brady's going to throw a pick here and there. Your team's going to fumble. Your margin for error is nothing. Because you can't score. So Matt Rule is going to be at Nebraska. He's going to be at Wisconsin. Hell, I mean, they might fire Brett Venables. He might be at Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, by the in two weeks. 
But the reason he failed, because I watch them, I think their defense is actually pretty solid. Like they got good pieces on their team at different player at different positions. Their quarterback position is last year it was an abomination with Sam Darnold. It, it, it got worse by the week, and then they ended up going to PJ Walker. This right now with Baker Mayfield, it's getting worse by the week. And when you have bottom five quarterback play, because that's what the the Panthers have had basically two years in a row, you have absolutely no chance to win. Absolutely none. No matter how, the, it could be a tie game and have to, you're, you're going to lose. Because over a 60-minute game, when you can't score points, you can't create long drives, you can't just complete passes on third and six. Like, you, you can't get off the field, or you, you keep getting booted off the field on third down because you just can't function as an offense. You have no chance. And, uh, and I also think, looking back, he had only been in the NFL one year. He'd only been in the NFL one season as an assistant offensive line coach. I don't think he's as big as a failure as Urban because clearly, like, he's a professional. He can handle himself. I mean, Urban didn't last the year. But it does feel like he's a little over his head, you know? And maybe it was just now he has Fitterer, the dude from Seattle. Maybe it was a little too late. Not that he would have helped from the beginning, but I, I don't know. It just... You know, his NFL career, like he's never getting another shot in the NFL. You can't be, you know, if he ends up getting fired in a couple weeks, he's 11 and 29. Like you don't get a second go around. And maybe, and the best part is like sometimes if you got to be a lifetime college coach, ask Nick Saban what that means. That means hundreds of millions of dollars. Someone's going to pay Matt Rule eight, nine, ten million dollars a year because here's just the reality. No different than Nick Saban when he was at Miami or Bobby Petrino when he was with the Falcons. These ADs and people in college football will not judge you. They do not care. They look at your collegiate resume. And his collegiate resume, he won. In the NFL, he gets his ass kicked. But these ADs, they'll open the checkbook. Tepper, say see ya. I don't know what Dave Tepper does, but they got to figure out their quarterback position or the Carolina Panthers are going to suck for a long time. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.